Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode number 37, live streaming with Danny Dodge. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Danny, I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm not going to do any kind of intros or anything like that. I just want to go ahead and welcome you to the show. Thanks for uh, coming in and being with me today. You bet, Josh. This is fun. I always enjoy talking to you on the phone, whether it be here or the podcast. So we'll just have some fun this time, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you listening to uh, this podcast, uh, we have done basically zero planning. We just have a topic we want to talk about, which is live streaming. And we're going to go into that today here in just a second. Um, But before we do that, uh, I just want to say, so first off, Danny, you joined me on my very first Filming with Josh episode ever. It was like two years ago. You, me, and Corey wow. Faulkner did almost a two-hour long podcast. Oh, <laughs> um, that's true, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you remember that. And it was all about um, how to start a video production company. And today, that is still my most listened to podcast. It's That was uh, over two years old, and it still gets a bunch of views every month. So I guess people... Wow. I know. People must have liked it. And uh, yeah. we were long-winded <laughs> on that one, and they still... I mean, they people like it. So <laughs> we did something yeah. right that day <laughs> i think so you know when people uh, you know there's so many people out there whether they're young or they're trying to get a new career or whatever they're interested in video production in some way or form and everybody it seems like wants to have their own business especially in this kind of an environment you know with yeah. the pandemic and everything what do you do when you're sitting at home well you do work but you also kind of dream don't you <laughs> yeah absolutely you know danny and speaking of uh this environment and whatnot um before we go into live streaming, I wanted to just ask you, so can you can you talk to me a little bit about how business went during COVID? And this might actually lead us into our conversation, but can you talk to me a little bit about how your business was during COVID, how it's doing today, kind of what are you doing today? Yeah. Well, you know, when COVID first hit, I had some projects that kind of pittered through the first part of that, you know, a few weeks into it. So I was editing and finishing those up. So it didn't hit me right off. And we also, having been in business for... 36 years, I guess now, Um, we kind of know how you save money for the low times. And we did that. So we were very comfortable. Uh, I knew from experience that during the low times and during the high times in business, you always have to market no matter what. So I looked at the possibilities of what was going to happen. I got, okay, most people are actually staying home. And, you know, they're they're, going to watch a TV or they're going to look at the phones or the computers, right? right? So I took advantage of that really pushed my marketing into effect and so much so that through that period of time first three months it was dead because nobody was doing business right but that three months got done and it started just piling on and it was all from the you know the the marketing i did and most of it was social media uh it just cranked and literally i got to the point where my health was failing because i was working so much um, and the other part of it is this live streaming. I dove into that. And actually, I had been in that for years. 2009 was my very first live stream. 2009? And then I, yes, I wasn't I, even I, out I mean, of high I, school in 2009. <laughs> well, I was kind of old even at that point. But I did the first one then. And through the years, I just developed it. And, you know, there was no real huge support in the way of product on these things. And so I had to develop my own pieces and put it together and make it work. And uh, so that act, that really took a lot of my time. And through that, 
learned even more, and now you and I are almost in cahoots and learning this stuff, and YouTube is one of our favorite things, isn't oh, it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, favorite, not favorite. Sometimes it drives me crazy because I, I, <laughs> I'm tired of being on it, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. What am I doing on a Saturday morning? I'm not watch, watching fishing or any of those shows. I'm watching YouTube. That's crazy, isn't it? What, when you say 2009, I didn't even know live streaming was around in 2009. What, what was... What was live well, in 2009? Okay, so, you know, my buddy and I were both in production. We actually, I had spent a year as a headline news anchor. He was also an anchor, and then when we decided that wasn't our deal, you know, I mean, you, you take a break, you try something new, and you go, well, maybe not. We got out, and he and I both, you know, we were headlong into video production. We'd been there before, and so that's where we came back to but uh what happened is he got into this podcasting stuff and uh, he had uh you know had that thing going and he he was he always said he would he would research something then tell me about it and i would put it into force and so i did i actually went and did some stuff with uh, the live streaming um i it was very limited very very limited because at that point in time you know the internet was really new the streaming capacities, the bandwidth on things just wasn't there. And I remember my first show, I actually had sponsors for this darn thing. And um, we got through it, and it was actually very fun. You know, it was really uh, oriented toward the hunting industry and, you know, experiences we'd had with people. I brought them online through Skype, and we did that. Um, but it was through a, a program called Ustream Producer, I think. And, uh, you know, so it was very early, very new. Uh, and it about drive you crazy with uh, all the issues of streaming and the bandwidth and everything. I think that so still drives you me crazy. You kind of get that idea. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, you get that idea, don't you? Yeah, I, it's 2021, <laughs> so that's like, what, 12 years later, and it's still frustrating. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and we just used the things that we could use at that point in the sure. time. And I had, uh, you know, I had a regular video camera, which was standard definition. I and mean, my gosh, I can't even believe we endured those days because... <laughs> You look at standard definition now and you think, oh, my vision's gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 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 I know some people are even trying to stream in 4K. I'm not there. I don't know if I'll ever be there. Maybe maybe I will. I don't know. But I'm certainly not there yeah. today and it's not even remotely an interest of mine. No. And I think, you know, a lot of what people are doing is they're recognizing the fact that 1080 is really enough unless you're a techno, what they call a techno idiot. You just go crazy over new technology. You always have to have new stuff. Yeah. But, techno idiot, yeah. pixel peeper, anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pixel peeper. I like that. Yeah. So, um, well, how, go ahead. I was just going to say, how about you? What do you think about this industry? And, uh, you know, you've really dove in it uh, since the pandemic happened and so you're almost new to that right kind of so i guess i guess i should backtrack um i think it was 2017 my first was when i did my first live stream and uh, i'm like you i do a lot of different types of video production stuff um and uh, i had a, a job with texas state university i was doing uh, do you know what ted talks are or, or ted yeah so i uh, my company produced um ted a series of ted talks for texas state it was a, a single day event where we did um 10, no, at that time it was eight speakers and, um, we had eight different talks that happened and we filmed it live. I hired a whole bunch of shooters and a sound guy and all this stuff. And we covered the whole event, filmed all the speakers and then cut the Ted talks up and sent them off to Ted. Um, but Texas state university asked me if on one of the cameras, would it be possible to live stream 
the talk because they had already sold out of tickets for the auditorium. And, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and so I thought, well, I'm running the, I'm, I'm kind of overseeing the whole thing. It's my company's producing all the, the talks from a video standpoint. Um, so I don't know what is happening here. Zoom, this is really weird, Danny. I'm on the phone with you, or not on the I'm on a Zoom call with you. Siri keeps popping up, and I just got a $15 charge from Zoom while we're Zooming. What? I don't, what? I don't know what's happening over here. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I installed this bug so that anybody who Zooms with me, I get paid. Right? <laughs> I mean, it is really weird. It literally yeah. says, you oh paid gosh. Zoom $15.81 for PayPal while yep. we're Zooming. Yep. I don't know. I'm just going to assume that's not related. <laughs> but, uh, you know what? If you've got the one that allows you, the Zoom that allows you to go more than 40 I minutes, do. then you're paying for it. I do. Yeah, yeah I guess. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> They just thought, well, shoot, he's going off on it. Let's charge him Let's right charge now. Charge him right now in the middle of the podcast. Sorry, that was just. Yeah, I was just like, "What is happening over here?" Siri was oh, popping up. Yeah. So anyway, so yep. so I figured with Ted, uh, I'm I'm overseeing the whole event, but I'm also shooting it as well. I'm the I'm the the primary shooter who's got the camera. I knew I was going to cut to the most. We had five cameras, five videographers, one backstage shooting from behind the stage, and then the the other four were all shooting either front or diagonally or from the side. And I was the front shooter, and I knew that. I was going to be the A camera, the primary camera for most of the event. And so I figured I could be the one to run the live stream. So I did some digging around and I got a Blackmagic video converter and connected it up to my laptop and took a, I think it was an SDI connection out of my FS7. And I had, I took some audio, like I had a sound guy, but I also took a feed from the sound guy into my FS7 and I basically used my FS7 and connected it up to my laptop with this video converter and streamed my very first live stream um, which was this TED talk and and uh, there a couple things that happened from that one that was my very first step into live streaming and I it made me realize there's this whole live streaming world out there where you can offer more bang for your buck to your client like here I am I'm I'm getting hired to do this TED conference but now I can also offer it live, so they're getting two things, and they can pay to upgrade to have it shot and done live at the same time. And I started realizing, oh, yeah. so realizing there, you know, that's that's a great, that's a great opportunity to to grow my what I can offer service wise. And then the second thing I learned was how nerve wracking that can kind of be because now all of a sudden oh, yeah. I'm live and everybody's looking at me and what I'm doing. Every screw up you do <laughs> is there. Everything you do <laughs> is live. And so it was like a little nerve wracking and, and I was sweating bullets because I was so afraid of doing something wrong. And then on top of that, you know, I'm trying to produce this whole event. So it was a little stressful but it was a really good learning experience. And then not long after I got asked to live stream at funeral, which, um, was odd. And I think if I'm not mistaken, you did that recently. I did. You yeah, did. I did my very first and it's probably, it's been my last one. Um, I did, it wasn't something I really went for, you know, yeah, but just me neither. somebody knew and they called. Yeah. Well, it was, it was odd and I was still kind of getting into live streaming and, and, uh, I was like, why not? And then afterward I'm like, Never again. <laughs> was, yeah, I just didn't yeah. like it. Um, oh, man, it's so scary. You do a wedding or something, and you're like, okay, if this fails, then guess what? All the in-laws are going to knock on my door and <laughs> knock me down. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess at the funeral, you don't have to worry about that so much, but <laughs> um, that's a little messed up. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, so that was kind of my, my, my intro into live streaming, but COVID is what really 
got me into live streaming. And was that the case for you? Like you, you started in 2009, but did you get more into it during COVID? I did. Um, before it was more just a test and trial and to have some fun with it and try to make a little money with it. But, uh, you know, I could tell you the first experience of just the bandwidth issues. Uh, I said, no, I can't, I can't handle this. You know, I'm, I'm a very, um, I really focus on success, you know, and sure. I, I try to plan for it as much as I can, but I'll tell you that one there just takes it out of the loop. And, you know, even today, you never know when whatever technology is going to go wrong. It's just going to cause you some headaches. And, you know, like uh, used to, I'd freak out. Something went wrong. I would freak out. It's like, oh my gosh. And that's when you're young, you right. know, um, you realize when you get older that the freak out is, it only means uh, continued failure. <laughs> You know, uh, if you don't freak out, you actually just are able to look at things really easily and find the, the, the solutions. I had, I can tell you this, um, let's say three, maybe more years ago, I decided I was sick and tired of traveling the world filming TV shows. I needed to be home. So I said, well, you know, I'm going to have to start marketing locally. And I knew from experience that that old Facebook and the social media was extremely powerful. So I decided that I was going to go with that. And I ended up, uh, you know, doing things to a degree to where I was putting on entertainment, you know, just a little clips from TV shows that I'd shot or, you know, me doing something that was really stupid, like getting hit by lightning. People <laughs> tend to like to see people fry. And that I ended up doing a lot of things that put me in a position to where through social media, I became, and I'll just say it, I don't like saying this, but I came, became a celebrity. Uh, it was stupid. People, even today, they will type in, uh, oh, well, you were smart to bring Danny Did Dodge on that thing because um, bringing a celebrity like him in, I'm going, what? I mean, dude, that's a stretch. You know, I, I, I tend to be a redneck uh, more than anything, and I like it. But <laughs> uh, well, I, I want to stop you right there because so from yeah. your celebrity thing, it's funny you say that. So I was on a shoot in West Texas back in September and somehow someone made a comment and I heard the word Danny Dodge and I looked up and I was like do you know who Danny Dodge is and they're like yeah do you and I'm like yeah he's a great friend of mine we talk all the time and they're like what you know Danny and we started talking and they're like man they did nothing but great things to say about you here I was in the middle of nowhere West Texas and there's all these people that knew who you were that's crazy <laughs> you, you know what it's really good to have a a digital fence between them and I because if they knew me in person boy would they be disappointed then <laughs> and you're talking about social media so you if I remember correctly too uh, I know during covid you were or, and it might have even started pre-covid but you were really heavy on marketing on LinkedIn uh, educational type stuff right uh, you know, my whole concept was LinkedIn. I can connect up with people. You know, they don't control things like Facebook does through right. all these algorithms and things. Uh, they're more, um, they're more the way I, I appreciate a social media platform being. And if I want to find somebody, you know, let's say I want to find a discovery producer, you know, I can type in discovery producer and then people will pop up. Then I can send them a request and suddenly guess what? If they accept my request, um, they will see a lot of the things that I post. So you're getting it right so, in front of the, you're right in front of your target audience, who you want it to oh, be in front of. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, if they said, "Well, I'm giving away trade secrets here," I'll tell you later, Josh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I it, it's uh, the social media aspect really 
what I what I did at that time, the reason I was using, we're going back to live streaming, the reason I was using live streaming was really to market myself locally. Okay. Um, market now, yourself. Market yourself as in to get clients for live yeah. streaming or market yourself just to get video clients in general? Video clients in general. Okay. And it worked. It worked really well. I can tell you one instance which was just you know, I, I think outside the box most of the time. Some people call it just crazy, and but I call it sometimes success too. So what I did was I thought, okay, I need to get, a, a, a you know, next to professionals who would use my service. How do I do that in a warm fashion? Well, I, I actually, this is crazy too. Through Facebook, I had a lady who was into social media marketing. Uh, finally, she contacted, or ta- you know, texted me in something and said, hey, you know, I just... Uh, I, I noticed you, you keep coming up in my people I should know. And they said, uh, she said, would you like to get to meet, you know, meet and talk about the possibilities? And I said, well, that's actually perfect. I'd love to. So through meeting her, I go, you know, one thing I could do to get to meet more professionals is use my connections right now. And so I, I said, I'm going to do a podcast like you and I are doing, right? Right. It was nothing more than audio. And I said, Amy, would you like to do a podcast with me on social media marketing? And she said, sure. I said, you know, the best thing is to have three people on something. It actually builds more of an environment of fun, but also learning. And I said, can you find somebody else that you know that would be good for something like this? Well, I knew exactly the kind of people she knew and who she was going to pull on. She contacted a person who was into marketing. And... So on our first podcast, before the podcast was over, she was already talking about she needed to spend a little time with me afterward to, you know, maybe look at doing a job. By the time it was done, I made twelve grand Man, off of that one relationship. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was kind of one of the things I, I did with the social media. Now, it's changed <laughs> to where social the uh, live streaming is really focused on making money, which you can tell them all about as well. Yeah, so I, from a live streaming standpoint... Um, for me, my live streaming stuff, as I said earlier, it started with, it started with the Ted talk. Can you do this? Uh, and I was like, uh, sure. And I had to figure it out. And then it went to the funeral and then it was a few other small things, but then it eventually when COVID hit, how I got in more into live streaming was, um, realizing that we have this new market in front of us where companies are, having to meet virtually, um, auctions are having to happen virtually, uh, events are happen to happen, having to happen virtually or not happen at all. And so as a video production guy, someone in video production, I realized I have this opportunity in this market in the pandemic to try to offer the ability for different companies or events or things like that to happen virtually um, because a lot of people don't know how to how to go live. Or even if they could go live, they have, what, their cell phones or a tablet or a laptop or something. And I realized, like, you know, here I am, and I was, I've got all this video equipment. If I could just, like, really take that video equipment live, I can offer really great service to people here in the middle of Tampa the pandemic to help them be able to still have their day-to-day business stuff, but just do it virtually. And so I started with, uh, like there's a really big home building company I work with. I started doing a lot of, um, uh, like quarterly meetings. I would, I would 
stream their quarterly meetings. I go to their corporate headquarters in the Houston area, set up multiple cameras on a, the Blackmagic A10 Mini Pro ISO and set up several microphones. And I would basically broadcast their meeting to everyone throughout the country because they couldn't have their meeting in person anymore. And they didn't have the technology to do it the way I could. They were they tried it with a laptop before they hired me and nobody could hear what they were saying and the video didn't look good and they couldn't pull slides up for people to look at their presentations. So I offered them the ability to do all that. And then they brought me back again and again. And then I took that same idea and I took it to other companies and then I took it to events. Like recently I did an event for my friend, um, Corey Bauman, with Master Network where we went and we connected up to three, we had three shooters and, and then a laptop where we're, um, that's got pre-made slides and videos on it. And so my three shooters were, or Corey's three shooters who I was working with were shooting the entire event and I was connected up to their cameras and streaming their footage. And I was cutting, you know, between multiple cameras and, and live and also had the whole presentation from the speakers on, on, on a laptop. So when they would pull up a slide, I could pull up that same slide and I'm doing it live for three straight days. So we have this event that's live stream for those who couldn't make it. And so now they could sell tickets both for in-person and for online, which broadens their audience a whole lot more. And, and if you think about your return on investment, no matter what they paid me to come do that, if you can sell numerous like like tickets to people that you wouldn't be able to before, they have a whole new audience that they can market to now. And so I'm helping people like them have a new revenue stream or an additional revenue stream. And so for me, live streaming became this ability for me to take my gear and work with different companies or events, venues, or things like that, and be able to offer a service basically exactly what I would normally do, video production, just live. And it gives them the ability to add a whole new service or a whole new revenue stream, or at the very least have a meeting if they couldn't have it before. And the thing is, is I don't think that's going anywhere because of the pandemic uh, ending, because what I think is, is that people are learning. It's a lot cheaper to bring someone like you or me in to live stream a meeting than it is for them to fly all those executives and employees in and rent out a hotel and have the meeting there. It's a lot more affordable to use something like us. And the, uh, the likelihood of them going out and investing in all this gear is pretty slim. So I feel like we're in a pretty good position here to carve out a nice little niche for ourselves. And I feel like we've both done that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if people realize what the, you know, company, our, one of our things, and it's really tough, you don't want to spend all your time educating people on the possibility. So what you do is something like this to where you can do a mass education at once. And there's several other ways to do it. But, you know, one of the, the benefits of uh, companies being able to go live and do this is to be able to go post live as well. 100%. So in other words, you sell tickets to an event and it's kind of like a magazine. Magazines used to be very, very valuable because they didn't go away. They didn't go in the trash right after you did it. They sat around on desks and things and people read them over and over and over. And uh, there's more opportunities for um, impressions. So we're now providing them a way to sell tickets and provide um, long, what I'd call evergreen advertising where they're going to get in more in front of more people's faces over the period of time. And when you look at the cost of bringing, let's say, for instance, uh, oh, you bring in um, all your your salespeople from all the different locations in the U.S. How much is that in the planes, flights, and the housing, the hotel, and all that? Then you look at the cost of letting them sit wherever they are 
watch and experience a a, a a live stream that you know like for instance if you're a good camera guy like we have really focused on our skills to do something deliver video visual information and audio information in a way that they can understand it then if you've got a guy like that you can still give that information to them even in a better way because sometimes people sitting in front of a computer can see things better, be more focused than they are in a room of other people. And it's still and, there if they need to replay it. Like, wait, what did he say? I don't. I didn't quite get that. Exactly. Rewind. Playback. Yep. Yeah. There's so many benefits through it uh, that I've 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 heard this many times. We're not going to uh, th- toss it out the door. And, and a matter of fact, some of the companies that do events have said we're going to stay uh, virtual. Because of our reach, because of less headache, it's it's altogether a really great way to reach your target market. Hundred percent. And and the thing is, is like, like I think about the value live streaming can bring to a customer, and I, I'm going to use this great example. So um, there's a uh, plastic surgeon skincare um, type of client that I, I've done close to 200 question and answer videos with over the years. And basically how that works is every so many months, they pay me a day rate to come set up, set up lights, set up the room, get everything all together. We do it in the same place every time in their offices. And it's usually a different doctor or surgeon every time. And sometimes like if we did one surgeon one year, we might do some more Q and A's with them the next year, but we usually bring in a different person every time we sit them down and we have a huge list of like 28 to 30 something questions that we ask them. They answer it and I'm shooting it off of three cameras and I'm recording everything, uh, video and audibly. And then I come home and I edit those into Q and A videos for them to put on their YouTube channel. So basically if people want to have any type of like breast reduction surgery, if you're a previous uh yeah, patient like me, you know <laughs> <laughs> if you're someone who had like breast cancer or something or maybe you have um maybe you have a skincare issue like if you have a question there's a good chance we've answered it on online and you can watch and hear from real people these real surgeons and stuff like what a procedure might be like what the pain level me- might be like how can you pay for it that kind of thing well now that i'm in now that i'm like got a lot more into the live streaming and i got like i said i got more into it during covid now that i'm in that i can offer to that same client I'm using this as an example i can still come do everything we can come set those three cameras up get your room ready set up all the lights do all the audio get everything together answer the same questions just like we always do but we can also do it live and so now by offering that to them their value like what they can get from me, like I could charge them X amount extra and it's an extra added cost for them, which is more additional revenue for me. But look what it does for them. We can do what we always have done, record their Q&A videos, but we can record them live so they can make a big event out of it. Like, hey, join us uh, this coming Saturday, June 5th, which actually is a real record date we have coming up. Join us this coming Saturday on June 5th. Um, where Dr. Whomever is going to sit down and uh, 
answer a bunch of questions live. And if you have any questions, um, you can ask them and we can, we can read them off and have them answered live. And then, so we're now we're, now we're reading, like we're making an event out of it. We're hitting a, a bigger target audience and pe- we're giving people like in the past, we have our, we have the questions already lined out, but now we're giving the people an opportunity to join the live event and ask questions live and we can answer them for them right there on the spot. And then I still, We'll cut those up in post-production later on and give them to them uh, as separate videos. So I'm still doing everything I normally would do. It's just I'm giving them the ability to do it live. And so for me as a video producer, it's an added revenue stream because it's a different product or, or different uh, service I can add uh, to my list of services. Um, and to them, it gives them the ability to pay X amount more, but hit a lot bigger audience, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know what I call that instant magic? <laughs> you know, it, it really is because there's limited preparation. You may have some bullet points you want to cover, but all those are, are initiate, initiation right. points. Just brain started. You know, you're going to get these people thinking. And who are you talking to? Your target audience. 100%. How else can you get that kind of... Uh, what you're doing, you're gathering information. You know, you're you're getting you're you're maybe bringing them in on some kind of a, I don't know a hype or just a, a topic, and then they're talking to you about what's important to them, what maybe and emotionally important to them, and how else can you get that instantaneously record it, then use it for the years to come forward. It's a way of gathering that information on your target market, what's important to them, how to use it, and it's also a way to let them drive the most important facts of that situation they're actually creating the questions they're creating the answers by asking you those questions it's a cool really really amazing advantage uh that you get by doing a live stream yeah the and the engagement like just being able to engage with your audience no matter where they are and have have that just have that engagement and then be able to go back and and share that engagement to other people at a later date like you can't to me, you're we're taking just general video production and we're adding just this whole other element to it that just makes it that much more valuable. And I that's why to me, I feel like COVID live streaming was already a thing. COVID made it much more of a thing, and it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere at all. It's going to become more and more popular. And that leads me to my next point of conversation is, is if you are like us and you are a videographer or own a video production company or whatever, and you have all the gear and you are not offering live streaming as a service, you are shooting yourself in the foot. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because, you know, in the business like this, you need uh, multiple profit centers. And once you realize what your profit centers are, you can focus more on the marketing to get you there. You know, a lot of people just walk into this and say, I want to do great video. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman uh, just this morning. He connected up through Facebook and asked me, he said, Danny, I know you do all this video stuff. And I fly drones and I do the video through that. He said, I'm just trying to get business. And so got on the phone this morning and talked to him. I said, really comes down to identifying your target first. You know, who is your actual client? Once you identify it, you know what you're marketing to. If you just say, I've got a product, I do video production, you have no idea what kind of video right. these people are looking at. You know, I mean, you. so what do you do? Um, let's, let's compare it to normal day life. I got a dog. I, do, I got a cat. You don't feed cat food to a dog. Well, a dog <laughs> will eat it, okay? But dog cats will not eat dog food. So if you're not feeding them the right information, if you're not showing them the right, inf- the right type of videos that appeal to their need, you're out of, you're out of luck. 
No, I totally, I totally agree. And one thing I want to do now is um, for anybody listening to this podcast that's coming at it from an, an interested point of view of like, how do I get into offering live streaming? Um, I don't want us to give away any like trade secrets or anything because obviously, <laughs> obviously you and I, have, you and I have worked really hard to understand a lot of this stuff because some of it can be a little confusing and we've both encountered mistakes um, or not mistakes, but um, we've been learning lessons. Lessons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we really have. And I tell you, Danny, I've learned a lot. Like I, I through COVID, I learned a lot of live streaming stuff from you. I, I started when I was getting into it in 2017, I was kind of teaching myself and I was a little confused on how to do certain things or how to, how to get everything set up. Um, but during COVID when I wanted to go much bigger and start getting into more of the black magic ATEM side of things, that's when I started reaching out to you. And so, uh, I, I first want to say thanks because I know what I know now, largely in part of advice you've offered me and, and directions you pointed me in. So thank you for all your help in helping me learn and understand some of this of stuff. Course. Um, but we've both ran into indivi- individually issues. I know like for me, <laughs> I know like on the last event I was at, um, I, I, I know you remember this. I called you because we had all these black magic cameras and none of them were hooking up to the switcher board. And we ended up figuring out it was just a cable thing. But I remember us, I was calling you. I was like, Danny, I'm at an event. We're going live later today. And uh, none of the cameras have signal. <laughs> and I just. But you <laughs> solved that one, though. <laughs> I did. But it, it took a lot of like digging around. But my point is, is that you and I have solved a lot of stuff. And I don't want to like give all those things away because some of that. I mean, you just, I mean, that's just stuff yeah. that we've, we've got through and like that we've learned we and worked hard. we worked hard to learn. So I don't, I don't want to like yeah. give away trade secrets like that. <laughs> but what I do yeah. want to do is I just want to talk briefly about if you're in videography and you own camera gear, because to me, like if you own, even if you just have one camera and a lens and a tripod, some microphones and a laptop, you can get, you can get into live streaming. It doesn't take a whole lot. But the more, the deeper you get into it, like us, where you start getting, uh, doing multi-camera live streams and you want to do wireless video connections and things like that, then that's where it can get a lot more complicated and expensive. But for someone who just wants to get into it, to get their foot in the door, how do you think they could go about, what's a simple setup just for someone to test the water to see if there is a market for live streaming, where they live and with the clientele that they currently have? Hmm. Wow. You you had to nail me with that one, huh? I did. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a toughie because we've de- you and I have dealt so hard, uh, so long on just this really elaborate stuff, right? <laughs> so I'm going to refer this back to you because I think you know it's like our collaboration thing we go- got going on here. We don't both do everything perfect, but together we pretty much nail it. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I think like the easiest way is like if you've got some basic camera gear, you can get kind of like what I got back in the day, just a simple black magic video converter, just something simple to hook your camera up to your laptop. And then you can stream using simple free software like OBS and go live to Facebook or YouTube or anything like that. I actually really like going to YouTube personally, not so much from like, I think Facebook's got a bigger reach if you want to reach like your friends or things like that. Uh, Or if you're a business and you want to post it on your, you know, your business page on Facebook. But what I like about going live on YouTube is I like the fact that um, 
it seems like the quality is really good and I never have any audio drift issues. I never have, I just never have any issues with it. I've never strived. Uh, I've never once streamed on YouTube and had any sort of hiccups or issues. So to me, I like, I like YouTube as just a simple place for hosting live streams, like events and things. And, and I think if you just have, if you have basic camera gear, all you really need, if you already got the laptop and mics and tripods and a camera and all that stuff really all you need is some way to connect it all up um, some cameras that are even offering live streaming straight from the camera today uh, i like to go through a computer or through some sort of device a little better i think it's more reliable and and i like to have more control so i i personally think you can get something as simple as a black magic video converter and use some software like obs uh, or you can go more into the bigger black magic products like we have um, to do multi-camera live streaming, which we both do today. We could do numerous cameras and all kinds of other audio and video inputs. We can do all kinds of microphones. I think in the last event I did, I did three cameras. I did uh, a computer input with pre-made videos, pre-made slides, and I think I had six different mics, two handheld mics, a stage mic, and three uh three headset mics. So you can get complicated if you want, but if you just want to get started, you don't have to spend a lot of money, a couple hundred bucks. You just get something to hook your camera gear up and you can start offering live streaming as a service. Obviously, if, if you're if you're wanting to get more to the level we are, where we're doing multi-camera live streaming to big events and and bringing on all kinds of mics and stuff, obviously that's more expensive and more complicated. We won't dive into that today, but my point is it doesn't take a whole lot just to get going. No, as simple as, uh, I mean, so <clears throat> I have... All my all my equipment is black magic as far as the live streaming goes mm. for the most part. Yeah, I just found out through through experience that uh, the stuff is really good. Yeah. Uh, but you can get some of those devices like uh, it goes right into your USB, so you'll take a HDMI output from your camera straight yeah. into a USB plug, and your and your and, and it's thirty bucks. You know, I was blown away when uh, uh, my friend Junaid put me on one of those guys, and I was like, "Holy mackerel! Thirty dollars to do what I've been doing for a hundred and fifty? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's funny you say that. So a friend of mine, uh, Dave Ashworth, was wanting to, um, he, he's, he owns an accounting company called Quantify um, Accounting up in Pennsylvania. And he's been, want, he has, he's into camera and filming as a hobby. And uh, he has an A7S three that he recently got. And we got him one of those like little $30 devices to hook up his camera to his computer so he could do live stream uh, question and answer sessions with his, um, for on his Facebook group to market his, um, accounting firm to people. And it was really simple, just camera microphone hooked up to, uh, a USB connection and hooked up to a computer. So it didn't take a lot to get started. Now, again, if you want to get more complicated, you can get into the, the, the ATEM stuff from Blackmagic like we we've done and, and you can go really far off in a, in a way with that. Um, but it doesn't take a lot to, to get at it though. No, it just takes your willingness to to learn. Yeah, you know, I I think uh, and you know we're in a position where it's a little harder for us if somebody is actually just they got a full time job and they have a little time on the weekends and in the evenings to kind of do some research on stuff like that. Um, one of the groups on Facebook that's really good to connect up with if you're looking at going to a, a four camera or eight camera switcher is the ATEM Mini Pro User Group, something like that. You can search up those first few words and probably find it. And, you know, once again, that's kind of a collaborative resource where everybody's asking questions, giving answers, and 
it goes back to my basic philosophy is why struggle in business when there's so many people around you willing to collaborate you know yeah you don't want somebody in the same uh, city that you're in because you know competitive uh, issues but let's say for like you me and Corey you know Corey's in Alabama you're in Texas we we'd never cross over in business so what we do is we really benefit from talking to each other it's kind of like that um, the web uh, the what do we got webinar where you have people of common interest coming to talk about things, and sometimes the speakers are, are the less value. It's the people who are there at the meeting who are generating questions and providing answers. So I, I really like the collaborative efforts that, that we're doing. And so for those who are out there wanting to learn, find yourself a site where it's about live stream or it's about a particular product that gets you into live stream and get connected and just listen for a while. And then that'll educate you greatly. YouTube is another resource, but uh, uh, I think I better stop right there because, you know, we could get these people generating uh, lots of income for manufacturers and not making enough money for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like the whole point of today's podcast really was I just wanted a conversation about just like why why live streaming is, uh, is an important thing today, whether you're in our position and you want it, you're wanting to add another... Um, service to your to what you can offer to your customers which i think it's so smart like if you if you're in video production why not spend a little money and get into live streaming uh, or a lot of money <laughs> depending on how <laughs> spending on how far you want to go with it but why not spend some money if you already got the gear spend some money get in on it and, and do it. There's really no reason not to because it's it's just adding another service that you can offer to people, and it's just another revenue stream. And a lot of times you don't have to go home and edit. So there's that. Um, and then oh, I, love that. I do too. I love leaving, <laughs> getting my check, and being done. Um, um, yeah. Oh, but oh, so whether you're you're in in the business like we are, or whether you're a business owner of a different sort, or you have an event venue or anything like that, live streaming from uh, your point of view is just another way for you to um, reach a larger audience or maybe cut the costs on having a big corporate meeting or maybe be able to offer an event in a pandemic that may not happen otherwise. There's so many reasons to offer things live today. And I just think it's it's the present, it's the future, it's it's going to be everywhere. It is everywhere. And I think it's just whether you're wanting to purchase a live streaming live streaming package or whether you want to offer it, I think it's just it's such an amazing thing to have today. Yeah, I think people need to recognize that they can capitalize on uh, on the, uh, the the possibilities that they have in a way that doesn't cost as much as you'd ever think, you know, um, for businesses out there. Uh, you could come in in a single day, and as long as you just kind of come up with some topics that you know and you've researched that your target market is interested in, um, do quick quick videos. You could do, I mean, gosh, you could do 15 in a day, probably pretty darn easy. They don't have to be huge long. They could be one to two minutes, and that's probably right. the better time. Yeah. And then you walk out, and guess what? You've got a few months worth of uh, content. And if you're anything in marketing, you know that repetitive content, staying at top of mind awareness is just like doing the old type of sales where a guy's walking around to the door. He opens 100 doors and, oh, guess what? Out of that 100 doors, one of them was just thinking about doing that. That's so right. when you're doing, yeah, get on the social media, stay there, 
you know, capitalize on the fact that you can do many, many of these little blips, these little um, value pieces, and stay top of mind awareness right at somebody's door. And when they're ready for you, they'll call you. Yeah, to- totally, totally agree. So let me ask you, Danny, uh, outside of live streaming, you've been staying busy. You got, you've, you had a pretty, pretty busy year. Do you have a pretty big schedule ahead of you? Well, yeah, uh, you know, I tell you what, I, I, I pretty much stick my, my, my foot in too many mud ponds and I'm stuck in them. Uh, so <laughs> I've, I've tried different things and now I'm actually getting people coming back to, to have me do these different things and one, including, um, product, you know, I've stuck myself into creating product. The new 3d printing has really provided me great opportunities there. So, and it's all tied back to the live stream again, uh, video consoles. I'm actually 3d printing video consoles to hold the devices that we do the live streaming with. So, uh, all together, Josh, I'm as busy as a one legged man in a rear end kicking contest. Yeah. So you're, so. <laughs> you're, you're basically as busy as you want to be. It sounds like. I'm too busy, man. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I got to take time out to talk to my friends like this. So yeah. thank you for inviting me. No, yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's it's been amazing. You know, COVID, COVID was a little tough for me at the beginning, but then I started, things started to pick back up, started offering live streaming that really helped things pick back up. It offered me the opportunity to get with customers that I've never been with before who now are using me for other video work. And then this just ever since then, it's just been this year has been phenomenal. And other videographers or other video people that I've talked to are having incredible years, too. It just seems like business yeah, is just is really nuts. good. It's, it's absolutely nuts. This is I've done almost as much business this year so far as I did all of 2019 before the pandemic, which is amazing because yeah. it's, it's the beginning of May. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah. Danny, I appreciate your time. And uh, where can people learn more about you? Well, if you like Facebook, you can go to facebook.com and then type in in the search uh, block uh, Danny Dodge Live. And if you see a funny looking fellow, click on that one. That's me. <laughs> or you can go directly to my website at dodgemediagroup.com and learn more about me there. Awesome. Danny, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again on a podcast in the future. I'm looking forward to it. All right. <laughs> All right, Josh. Guys, for more information on the Filming with Josh podcast, um, be sure to check us out on Filming with Josh Facebook group, your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. And then also feel free to visit my website, rusticriver.media. Click on the Filming with Josh tab and uh, there is all kinds of blogs, vlogs, and things of that nature. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys there. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.